Good morning, campers. Welcome to the Camp Good Boy Podcast. We are back. Dude, we're back. I, just got the, I got the COVID vax. Yeah, so did I. I feel like so I, did so, I. So did I. Ooh, three vax. <laughs> Three, I three feel guys. like I'm kicking. I feel like I'm kicking heroin right now. Oh, you got Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that the one that they say is the is is the worst? Well, it's one shot, so I think it's just the strongest. Um, and yeah, everybody says they yeah they say basically say exactly what you just yeah, said. There's some, there's some dizziness involved. They had to shut down a few sites. I've heard from that one. <laughs> Dude, I have not been able to move since like 1 a.m. It kicked in. My teeth were chattering. Uh, it was, yeah, it was bad. I feel like Pookie when he tries to kick crack in New Jack city, <laughs> you just got, you oh, just shit. got, uh, you just got tears in heaven playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have a, do you have a jet? Wait, do you have an iced tea there with you? Like bringing you towels telling you you can do it. Dude. The only thing I've been eating is mochi. Ah. <laughs> well, the thing is that the Johnson and Johnson, if I understand the uh, vaccine technology correctly, they actually inject you with real COVID. Yeah, like Ooh. like yeah, like those of us those of us who've gotten the double dose, we get some just fake shit. That we've just right. been altered genetically. Like my five G uh, connection now. Like I don't ever need. I am a T Mobile hotspot. Based <laughs> <on> the, <laughs> they, they put into me. Yeah, I just had, uh, but I had like because I went to go get it at Ralph's and the Moderna one, and they're like, stay here for fifteen minutes just to make sure there's no effect. And for that 15 minutes, I was walking around Ralph's and I was like, man, I thought I was uncomfortable at, at, without, without a vaccine when I go to Ralph's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got this fucking foreign thing floating around my body. I was like, it was kind of like nerve wracking. Well, let me ask you, with the Moderna, with the Moderna one, I, I, like I had serious side effects the first shot, but nothing the second one. I just, my arm was sore for like two days. Oh. That was it. But I, I, I have a hard enough time going grocery shopping at Ralph's anyways, let alone get a, get a vaccination there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, somehow I lucked out cause I was, this Ralph's in West Hollywood is like the nicest Ralph's. Apparently they like really took the, the feedback they get personally. Cause it was like a really nice Ralph's. Oh, so it's not rock and roll Ralph's. No, this, this is the Ralph's on La Brea. Oh yeah. Um, that's a, that, wait, wait, the one La Brea and like uh sunset or Brown La Brea sunset? and third. Oh yeah, that's a nice one. It's a really nice Ralph. That's also like a heavy duty, like Hasidic Ralphs too. I mean, they've got a whole kosher section. Oh, got it. Um, they're very serious there. It's like it's like Ralph Bellamy's. (laughs) 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 It was like the it was like Ralph Bellamy in Trading Places. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right across the street from Trader Joe's. Um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised Trader Joe's hasn't set up like a generic vaxing site to go against that Ralph's. I mean, they would give the Johnson and Johnson vax over Trader Joe's. Oh yeah. Trader, Trader vax. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. At at rock and roll Ralph's, you just get shot with heroin. (laughs) (laughs) This is it. This is it. This is all you need to protect you against the virus. Now sit back and relax. Yeah. And then what, what do you get? What do you get at John's? <laughs> no, John's. John's, you just had COVID. But I actually yeah, believe. Man. I actually believe that this Johnson and Johnson vax is straight COVID because the couple times that I've I was and I think I have it, bro. This is like literally just a slight version of what I've I felt like. Oh, there you go. 
Johnson and Johnson. I mean, I, I, and I guess that the King Supers are, what was that? What's the other one? Like way out in the Valley, like food for less, I guess they're giving you the, uh, the Chinese, uh, version of, uh, the vaccine and then you what just, go ahead you just like you, you just eat a bat <laughs> wait but then what and then what grocery store just injects air into you like robert carradine and in, in coming home sprouts that's yeah. definitely sprouts sprouts that's definitely sprouts that, nothing 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 non-organic the best we can do for you is, is put some pure oxygen into your arm and tell you that you're vaccinated i gotta say it feels yeah. really good i mean i look i still wear a mask but like when I walk, like I walked outside just to move my car and usually I would put a mask on just because there's people always walking along my street. But when I went outside, I was like, ah, I, I forgot my mask. I was like, yeah. Yeah. You can start, you can start hooking up with elderly people <laughs> and not feeling bad about it. There's definitely a horny, there's definitely a horny vibe out there on, on the streets. I mean, like, I mean, there was, a lot of sexual tension in the uh, 15 to 20 minute waiting room area at uh, CVS. I got my second shot in. Like there was a lot of sexual tension, almost so much where you felt like when everything was done, people would be like, "Hey, should we like meet up in a couple weeks when this thing is uh, cooking at full steam and see if what we were all just feeling in there is real?" I mean, LA's <laughs> LA's LA is like on fire right now i mean shit is like really open i was driving home on friday night there's this irish pub on pico in uh in uh century city and it was open there's like people inside like dancing to a jukebox i was like oh wow i was like whoa all right like i mean shit is i it, it i'm not saying it's back to normal but i mean it's it's get it's getting close I don't know. It's ready to go there. I was literally, I was in, uh, you know, in anticipation of uh, this pod filing my final uh, report uh, as the Camp Good Boy uh, foreign uh, political correspondent. Uh, I was, you know, I'm heading back to LA a week from today, but I was in the DC yesterday. It was a madhouse. It was packed. Mm, like, yeah. Every bar, every bar on the Georgetown waterfront was full. Ooh. I mean. Now, granted, I know these places aren't opened at a hundred percent, but people were people were fucking drinking on boats. People were drinking in the bars, um, and I thought, wow, you know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be that kind of a summer. I think, yeah. Yeah, and like uh, I like that DMX is kind of the unofficial soundtrack to the end of COVID. <laughs> I swear to God, you know, it's when we lived in New York City and Michael Jackson died, you heard like, can't don't stop till you get enough coming out of like every car. I didn't realize he died, but I was walking Molly and I heard him barking from every car. Yeah. <laughs> that went by, I'm like, oh, I guess DMX died. Yeah. X going to give it to you. God. You know, though, it is um, X DMX. He he was he's more beloved than I think people remember because he kind of like disappeared for a little while. Mm hmm. But he's kind of like um, he's a rapper that makes me feel good. Oh, he's great. Definitely, yeah. Remember, yeah. No, the last I had heard from him, I think he was trying to drive. He was trying to pull like a Lufthansa style Goodfellas type heist. I swear, I think I read that where he was arrested trying to drive a car onto like a tarmac and steal stuff. I don't know. You know, he, he sort of fell into that whole like, oh, that he was kind of a good good rapper sort of sad story. So you. He was a little bit like Pookie from New Jack City. He hadn't been killed yet, um, but, he, uh, but you always worried. He was just like 
so close, you know, if he was ever in a situation that things might get, you know, out of control, he would relapse or something. I did not realize he did like a, an airport heist. I'm just picturing Ray Liotta in the, in the <laughs> bath or in the shower. DMX, you sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except it's not, except it's not Ray Liotta. Just imagine it being either Method Man or Red Man yeah. being like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a that was a sad one. He was only fifty, and uh, I mean, he was great. I mean, his that first album of his was great, and then he was great in Belly. But you notice, oh, he's great in Belly. I don't know how he noticed that when um, when because Farrah Fawcett died on the same day as Michael Jackson, she got totally death cock blocked by Michael (laughs) Jackson. Prince Philip and DMX have found this like happy like place together. They're like, and then it's like all the memes of like. Harambe and everyone up in heaven like <laughs> welcoming them up, and it, it's interesting. Like th- this is one where it's been there's been like complete cohesion, and like there's this, there's this strange like brotherhood between Prince Philip and DMX. Yeah, that's just what the royal family yeah, was looking true. for too. I'm not so, so sure. Yeah. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure Prince Philip feels the same way. I mean, if he <laughs> right. like runs into DMX on like in like the. Yeah, like I, I kind of like to imagine that, like when we do die, it is a little bit like that movie Soul, where everyone's just on a conveyor conveyor belt going to the great beyond, and Prince Philip sees DMX because the New York Post put out an article about Prince Philip, which just literally named like the top twenty most offensive things Prince Philip has ever said, and one of them was not so long ago, maybe five or six years ago, he was in Australia. And he asked, like, an aboriginal chief uh, that he was meeting. He goes, you guys don't still throw spears at each other, do you? Ooh. Uh, oh. Ooh. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm, cha- I'm, changing, I'm changing my name. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah. it's interesting, yeah, Phil, too. Yeah, be careful. A lot of films are going to get canceled. <laughs> Although he's got. If, if the New York Post continues its deep dive into Prince Philip, like, I think a lot of films might find themselves canceled. He's got one L, though, so I, that's what I got working in my favor. That's true. Yeah. And the other thing is that it's almost kind of like karmic retribution for all the sort of like racism that's come out of the monarchy in the last like few weeks, especially that like got brought up with the, um, the, the Oprah interview and stuff like that. So it's kind of just like, yeah, you're dead, but you're going to have to share it with DMX. <laughs> yeah. The Royal family's having a hard 2021. Yeah. I don't know. I thought the Royal family sort of died. I thought like, you know, Prince Philip dying was actually, he was probably like, look, everybody at 99, Stop feeding me the adrenochrome. Don't kill any more kids. Let me go because um, it's going to it'll take the air out of the Meghan Markle stuff. And it kind of did, actually. Yeah, it kind of did. Who is he? Yeah. Who is Prince Philip? Who, who's he? Like, is he Charles's brother? I don't know anything about <laughs> no, he Well, it's hard to know because we don't know how many of them are involved in Pizzagate and the adrenochrome. <laughs> yeah, right. But... Um, uh, you know, some of them are definitely in that global face in this cabal. But um, I think, uh, no, he's Prince Charles' dad. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. I think he was Greek. I think he was. Wait, so is he, I think the he was queen? a Greek prince? Is he the queen's husband? Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah, That's he's, it. Yeah, Got he's, it. Wait, yeah, he's but queen then, but then who's, the, who's the stuttering guy from the um, <laughs> the stuttering king? Okay. From the, the, <laughs> oh, you mean, Co- whole movie, you mean Colin Firth? Mo- oh, yeah, yeah, that movie, The King's Speech. Uh, I missed, you know, one of Harvey Weinstein's greatest. Oh, that's uh, so that's that, the queen's that dad. dad. That's the queen's uh, no, dad. No, that's his father-in-law. Yeah. Oh, because I thought that was dad. the queen's husband. Exactly. No, that's why I was always confused by this because 
the, the, the merit if the queen is the queen and then like her husband's not the king because they do it it's a lineage of so charles will be king when she dies yeah yeah, yeah. and then and there and charles, there won't be charles a queen kind of hoping she steps aside charles charles is kind of hoping she steps she steps aside because now that her her husband is dead but so prince so prince philip is the queen elizabeth's husband but he's not a king and I didn't realize she had a husband. She's always like rolling solo. On <laughs> I think because uh, yeah, Philip looks like a vibe. fucking that's the vibe. Prince that's Philip has always vibe. looked like the guy who drinks from the wrong chalice in Last Crusade. <laughs> oh yeah, he <laughs> totally does. He, he definitely he he definitely looks like he chose poorly. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> He's like, oh my god, he guys, he looks the, the, awful. He, he, yeah, he is definitely not the penitent man. <laughs> 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 he looks like shit. Oh yeah, my God. he really did. He really did. You know what? What I was thinking though is like, so this Johnson and Johnson COVID uh, dose dose that I took, like this literally, I have not been as fucked up as I was last night. Like I was, I thought my teeth were gonna like crack from chattering. If you give this Johnson and Johnson vaccine to an elderly person, are they just gonna die? My guess is they're probably not. They keep pausing the Johnson and Johnson vaccination. They pause. They hit pause on it because. People in the waiting room, unlike uh, Phil, aren't don't have the ability or the energy to like stroll around a West Hollywood route <laughs> perusing perusing that evening's dinner. Like people are getting really dizzy at some of these sites. So like I think in Georgia, fucking of course it's in Georgia uh, or somewhere else. They're like, okay, hold on, We're, let's take a pause on these Johnson and Johnsons. Well, yeah, because yeah. I mean the Johnson and Johnson, like Pfizer and Moderna came out first, and I think those were the ones that got into all the older people. Right. I okay. wanted Josh and Johnson because you're basically done now. I mean, yeah. I had to get. I, I mean, I'm done. I'm done. I'm dying. <laughs> I know you're dying. If you survive, if you don't, if you, if you can live, if you can make it another day and hang on, yeah, then you're like done. A- then you're done because I felt so terrible after the first. I was like, down, the first Moderna shot, I had a headache for a week. And I it, did. It wouldn't go away. I had a headache that night as well, yeah. And it was just like, wouldn't go away. And I was like, this is. And I was starting to get a little annoyed. Like the first night I woke up in a cold sweat and I was like a headache for a day. So then, and then like I had four weeks basically to sit around, actually like three weeks when the headache went around, went away to sit around being like, Oh great. I can't wait to go back and get another one. And then, you know, everyone's like, Oh God, the second one's really going to do it to you. And I'm like, really? Cause the first one did it to me. So what the fuck is going to happen with the second one? You know? So at least you're done now. Um, yeah. Until they announce that you're going to have to get this every year. Is that real? I feel like it might be. Yeah, pro- I mean, pro- well, I mean, pro- yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, probably. I don't know. Look, I mean, it's so it's so strange to finally be in America where we actually kind of seem to be getting something right in this because for a whole year we just weren't. Um, and now you look around the world and everything seems to be falling apart everywhere else. <laughs> but I mean... Uh, you know, Brazil, I, I was reading all this stuff about Brazil and all these doctors are like, if we don't, if, if we don't start to get a control of what's, I mean, Brazil is like a giant open air laboratory for yeah. this thing to keep mutating, you know, and suddenly, and suddenly it becomes like that, that thing in that Steven Soderbergh movie, uh, contagion where, you know, you get it and you're just dead. Right. Well, that's probably, cause, I mean, for, I feel like Brazil didn't cancel carnival this year. 
<laughs> no. like, that, like if they ever been on lockdown, I feel like it's just a free for all down there. No, I think, well, no, the problem is, is their leader is like, their leader is literally Trump who Trump, a Trump, a Trumpian who actually speaks Spanish. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, it's like just Trump, Trump with a military career. He doesn't believe in any of this stuff. He, he's a bad hombre. <laughs> he's a real bad hombre. Oh, he's got such a sinister name too. Bolsonaro. And Bolsonaro. Yeah. He's, and they just show like, and it's all those, whenever you see like an aerial Brazil, it's just like open, it's just graves. Like, oh, they're just like, there's holes in the ground. Like just tons and tons of bodies. Like I, I don't think I'm going to make it down to carnival anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'll just, I'll just have to, I'll just have to satisfy my, my urge to go there by looking at old videos of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to have to watch city of God. Yeah. That, my, I got it. I got to say, after I watched city of God, I was like, I'm good on Brazil. Yeah. 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 No, but I mean, Bolsonaro, no, but Bolsonaro is all, Bolsonaro is like a character out of that book, the boys from Brazil. I mean, he's clearly, clearly hidden some Nazis in his day. Uh, like <laughs> he may even be the offspring of some Nazis who hid out in the, you know, the mountains of South America after world war two, he doesn't give a shit. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Some of these, some of these stories of what you read about what's going on down there, and you're just like, good God. I mean, that they thought that that city of Manas, probably not even saying it right, so I'll probably get canceled. <laughs> um, but, you know, they thought there, everyone was like, oh, that city's got herd immunity because everyone was so sick. And then there's a new variant, which was worse than the last one, which got everyone who already had it sick, sick, even sicker, and yeah. killed even more people. Oh, the new variant. Yeah. It's got like a, it's called like B116 or something. Yeah. No, no. I think it's a P. I think that was a P. Yeah. That's like a P something something. The only movie that makes Brazil look like someplace I want to go is the end of Fletch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause you got, you got city of God, you got Brazil. And then what, I feel like there's another, there's gotta be, there's gotta be another one. Well, there's um, Pichot, if you want to go a little deeper into the Criterion Collection. <laughs> yeah. Wait, where which are is not gonna, Which is not going to, which is not going to, uh, which is not going to get you on Expedia booking a ticket anytime soon. I feel like the end of Fletch, they did not film that in Brazil. That feels like they filmed it in like Marina Del Rey. <laughs> Yeah, they, yeah, they did like Leo Carrillo. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's like, wait, I don't know if that's Brazil or not. Yeah. Oh wait, don't. I think they go to Rio in oh, uh, the end. No, of- my God, no. You know what? No. Yeah, no. By the way, like, no. Brazil is totally canceled because the other big Brazil movie was literally that movie "Blame It on Rio," where Michael mm-hmm. Caine, where Michael Caine plays like Michael Caine plays a guy who basically starts fucking his daughter's best friend. Mm. She's literally 16, 17 in that movie. And they go to Rio and him, his best friend and his, and their two daughters and Michael Caine ends up having an affair with his best friend's daughter. Um, and so blame it on Rio, very beautiful actors in that actresses in that movie, but you can't watch that movie right now and be like, Oh yeah, I got to go there. Cause clearly Brazil needs to be canceled. Yeah, and, and like, you know, thanks for nothing, God, because that, like, they have the biggest statue of, like, Jesus in the world, like, looking over the whole place, <laughs> yeah, literally yeah. doing, literally doing nobody any favors. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, my God, I know, I actually remember now, that I'm, now I'm having a flashback when they did the Olympics there, and a bunch of swimmers were like, I'm sorry, we can't do the swimming uh, competitions here in Brazil because there's so much 
human waste in like the ocean or wherever we're supposed to swim that, you know, we, you know, I've trained my whole life not to get typhoid, not to die of some, you know, inc- you know, not to get syphilis or something from the ocean. I remember that everyone was like, Oh, I don't know if we can do the Olympics in Rio. They're not ready. That's yeah. such a good point though. They got this, that, I mean, that statue of Jesus is fucking massive. They're building a bigger one. They're building a bigger one in yeah. in, in, in the capital of Brazil. I'm like, guys, it's clear that God is not going to help you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. God hates, God hates Rio. <laughs> Wait, I think Rio is where they're going at the end of fish called Wanda, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah not- Aires. I think they might, I think they might do the smarter move and, and hit Argentina instead, or which, wait. Has got more, which has got more Nazis, less Jesus statues. But they, yeah, um, I just maybe they, they're going. They, um, go ahead. They weren't watching. Um, they weren't watching City of God after the Diamond Heist and Fish Called Wanda. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. I think definitely. maybe they're going to Rio at the end of Quick Change. Yeah. Something. It's one of those movies where it's ends of the planes takes well, off and they're clearly, going to Rio. It's clearly now it makes more sense. It's clearly a good place for a bunch of criminals to go hide out. I mean, because the FBI would be like, I'm not going to go down. Am I going to go down there and try to catch Bill Murray and Randy Quaid <laughs> from Quick Chain? Like and risk and risk going into the favelas? Like I've seen City of God. Forget it. Forget it. Let that get you know. Good luck to them. Oh man! By the way, I, quick, you know, that movie that movie Quick Change made you want to be a um, bank robber. <laughs> That movie's so good. Fish Called Wanda definitely made me um, want to be like a, a diamond heist kind of a guy. I just thought, yeah, you know, I mean. Man, those are two movies that don't get referenced enough as far as the great heist movies. Yeah, Fish Called Wanda is incredible. Those are great heist movies. Yeah. I would, take fish, I would take Fish Called Wanda over uh, Ocean's Eleven any day. <laughs> What's it? What's Klein's? What's Kevin Klein's name in that? Otto. Um, Otto's, Otto. Ele- Otto's eleven. Otto, yeah, <laughs> and then the whole movie, he's like, "Don't call me stupid." <laughs> and that's right. Jamie Lee Curtis tells him at one point, she goes, "The London Underground is not a political movement." <laughs> yeah, you know, and he's not so. Kevin Klein is not so actory in that movie. No, it kind of works. For, it kind of works. He, Kevin Klein is great in two great movies. I mean, really. Two movies that don't get referenced enough. That movie, A Fish Called Wanda, and then the Western Silverado, mm-hmm. um, which is like tops in my book. Early yeah. Kevin Costner doing like pure Kevin Costner and uh, good old Scott Glenn and Brian Dennehy. That's a good Western. Um, it was basically, and it's made by Lawrence Kasdan. Mm. He made it right after The Big Chill. So he took the whole cast of practically The Big Chill. And then put him into a put him into a western. Big he's Chill. Actor, he, he's actor in the Big Chill. He's very actor in the Big Chill, and you know the Big Chill is the best movie with the least likable characters ever. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah these guys, these people are fucking annoying. Like, still holding on to the college thing. <laughs> right. Although, um, Berenger's kind of cool. Oh yeah, he is great. Yeah. There's, there, yeah, yeah. Tom Berenger's kind of cool, and. Uh, <laughs> And William Hurt's kind of cool. He's just true, like hill popping, like <laughs> guy who's like his penis doesn't work. <laughs> okay, Behringer and Hurt. Yeah, right. Okay, those two <laughs> for sure. <laughs> he's got that great like brown corduroy jacket, and that he drives that Porsche. That scummy yeah, Porsche. Yeah, he's like, popping pills when you first <laughs> yeah. see him. You, know, you just see his eyes in the rear view, and he's just got like a pill box. <laughs> well, and and that was Kevin Costner who plays their dead friend. You just see his wrist in the beginning, right? 
he got uh, he there's no he was probably I think there was flashback scenes that he was in that they cut out. He was gonna have to wait a couple more years for uh, for um, Bull Durham to get <laughs> to get recognized as uh, someone other than a dead person. <laughs> dead guy, yeah, wrist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, 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 yeah. It's like yeah, all the different characters in the credit, and then wrist. <laughs> that should be yeah, released. Though. Up, they give him a flashy role in Silverado. He plays Jake in Silver Silverado. They should release yeah. that. That should be like the Snyder cut, like the cut where Kevin Costner is actually in the movie. I mean, I gotta take. It took me ten days to watch the Snyder cut. I've, I mean, I'll never watch that. I, not because I, I just don't like those movies. And four hours. No, is I don't insane. like them. No, no, I don't like them either. But there's sometimes like HBO Max is a very odd. Uh, you know, I mean, like I was. I mean, HBO Max is great for the documentaries because the queue into the storm documentary is probably mm. one of the greatest yeah. things I've ever seen. But good. sometimes it would get so intense, like that documentary where I started to really think that oh my god q is on to something uh it is on to something and, and vincent fusco was calling me on the other line um <laughs> and i would switch over just to go and see you know the justice league movie the snyder cut which by the way was so depressing it makes a lot of sense why some people would start to sign up for q on anyway um because it's just so long and dreary yeah. Well, why does it have to be four hours? I mean, like, well, come on. Like, what? Like, well, come on. Well, I mean, that's insane. There's a lot going ins- on in that. There's a lot going on. Oh, what is that script? Like, 300 pages? I mean, how do you even develop that script? Like, that must have been a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it's got some, it's got some third act problems. <laughs> like, where's your inciting incident? Page fucking 100? Uh, oh, and then, God. like, I, I, saw, I saw on Netflix, uh, they were trying to push the uh, director's cut of The Hateful Eight. Talk about the director's cut that no one asked for. No one even asked for the hateful eight. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, well no, you know, well, I mean, honestly, the Snyder Cut I mean the Snyder Cut just seemed to prolong my 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 my, my vaccination symptoms too. So I uh I'm confused you know, what is the Snyder Cut? I thought he made the movie. I, I, the he didn't make so, the movie. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I just I don't, don't get know. it. Oh, he made it. I don't know. The whole thing is so crazy. I mean he made it. But then he didn't make it, and then they didn't like it. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's all really. Uh, well, the the studio and stuff they get in the editing room and they give all their notes and stuff, and then like the director's vision gets lost, and um, and then finally the director gets to say, "Well, this is the version that was actually what I wanted," and it's like two extra hours, and you're like, <laughs> "I don't, I, I kind of wish you just you." We just had the version where your vision was taken away from you because your vision is insane. I love that. I lost my vision. I, I need two extra hours. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck is going God, I, I, I hate long movies, except for Goodfellas and Titanic. But the, what I'm so curious about with this vaccine is so, like, I got the Johnson & Johnson, the COVID vaccine. But, so essentially giving me COVID. Now, can I go give COVID to people? Like in the next three days, I feel like like I definitely have COVID, and it's almost like it feels like just counterproductive. Oh wait, no, I no, I actually looked that up. You you no, you don't. You can't because you don't actually right. you don't actually have it. Ah, uh, I yeah, I know. I think I think you'll be all right. I mean, it's worth a try. Just go cough in someone's face. Just, yeah, just, just uh, go do just go do volunteer work at an elderly <laughs> home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but hey, the the into the storm that that dude Ron is a hundred percent Q in my opinion. 
Big time. Well, I mean, I think he totally is. And I think he just trolled everybody. Yeah. But it's also kind of like becoming like who's Banksy. <laughs> For sure. I mean, it very well could be like a big group of people, but I don't know. I think, I think he, I think he's just a really smart dude who was just like having a laugh. Well, yeah, because they're definitely, they're definitely having a laugh. I mean, you like watching all the people who buy into it. I mean, I'm having a laugh. I mean, good <laughs> Lord. Um, and, and I also realized like, you know, when, at first when you think about like how Q really started, I mean, Q really, really Q, Q was really well suited for the pandemic because it's been really fucking boring the last couple of months. I mean, I've loved it because I like, um, being away from people and just sort of do my own thing. And like, you know, I'm worried about society reopening only from a totally self, uh, self, self motivated point, like, you know, selfish point of view. Cause I'm like, Oh, I've got to come back into the real world. But you know, the thing that's so hilarious is that you would have thought Q would have really taken off during the pandemic. Cause people are lonely. People are bored. It's, it's kind of a perfect, thing to spend all your time on basically but you realize that all this really really started well before the pandemic and that's when it starts to get hilarious that these people like their lives i mean i guess their real lives were just as awful i guess as many people's have been in the lockdowns and this pandemic that they buy into all this stuff mm-hmm. although i mean didn't it i thought it did take off during the pandemic i mean we certainly talked and we certainly beat a dead horse well, no, we, yes because you yes because we started to talk about oh, I, yeah, started, okay. I started to think about it and be like oh this is kind of interesting like what is hilarious and what the heck is going on here um you know but it wasn't something i, I learned so much from that documentary i mean the, like the way the whole situation sort of evolved i found that to be really interesting well um, and to me it's that the it's so preposterous that trump is elected president that it puts people in a place to then just keep pushing it. Like we it's, it's, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Reality is even more insane than you could ever imagine. And it feels like sort of the perfect time to just have fun with, uh, people's perception of reality. Yeah. And then there's that, you know, and I thought it was like, really, there was a crazy, there was like that crazy. I mean, I thought of that, the first episode when that guy, Jack Posobiec, from OAN like went to the Comet pizza place and was like, Oh my God, there's a back door and people are going in there and like, Hmm, very interesting. I mean, and I didn't, I had never read all those pedestrian emails, but that is brilliant where he literally like, he's constantly like, let's get pizza or how about some more pizza and pizza became a code word for girl. I mean, it's just honestly, it's ingenious. But I love how I love how they're just like, oh, he's he's uh, he's definitely into pedophilia. Look at how much he's talking about eating pizza. It's like, yo, have you ever had pizza? <laughs> no, totally. It's like I have it like twice a week. It's delicious. <laughs> like I don't. It'd be, it'd be different if it was like you know this guy always wants to eat like fucking I don't know sardine. Candy. I, yeah, it's be like if it was something that was like disgusting, it'd be like this is fucking weird. But like no man, Podesta just likes pizza. So, <laughs> yeah, we're throwing pizza. We're throwing pizza. And by the way, I by the way, like you know, Washington D.C. is a cosmopolitan city. You may not think of it. They actually have some decent food there. So maybe I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Maybe there's a couple good pizza places. Yeah. Also, there's uh, this back door, and everyone keeps going into it. It's like, yeah, have you ever heard of a private dining room? 
Yeah, or have you ever heard of a bathroom? Uh, <laughs> I mean, good lord. And they're yeah, like, you or, should leave, and or, it's or, like or kitchen. You know, you do kitchens. Like servers have to go back. And it looks like it looks like one of the sit down. I mean, on the videos, it looks like a sit down. See, I had always imagined that it was a like a like a raised pizza in New York, like a couple of a uh, couple of like high tables. You know, maybe some red checkered. Uh, uh, whatever tablecloths and like linoleum floor. I mean, it looked like dark wood and it's like a wood like, fire. Piece of place. <laughs> yeah, like a wood fire place, like a step, like a count, like a competition to CPK in DC. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, I mean, you know, and they asked him to leave, and they they asked him to leave because he was being sketchy. He's sitting there like filming, yeah, he and he's looking around. I think they were just like, yo, get this guy out of here. He's being weird. He's walking around filming people, making noises like, oh, they're going into the back room. Like, yeah, dude, those are like the servers. Stop harassing, stop harassing the female servers. Like, they have to go back and forth to the kitchen. Um, but then that, but that was hilarious. But see, this is, this is, but see, this is the genius of the grift. Like, this is really where, this is where, like, Trump, that guy Posobiec, uh, all of these, all these Trumpy acolytes. This is why they rank up there with L. Ron Hubbard in terms of like the greatest grifters of our time, because they just play a lot. It literally, like like that guy with a straight face who made that video in the pizza place and that show was basically like, oh, I was making fun of it. <laughs> I went there to tell everyone they were crazy. Then you watch what he was he was doing, and you're like, dude, that's not what you're doing at all. I mean, uh, you know, it's it, the gaslighting is 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 on a par with O.J. Simpson uh, post uh, like chopping off his ex-wife's head. Well, he was like, "I didn't do it. The club doesn't fit, man." Also, how do we know that Podesta didn't get it? Didn't get like maybe it got back to him. That's like, yo, there's this online group that thinks that pizza is code for like a, a child. Like, are you serious? Yeah, let's just start having fun with this. Yeah. And troll them back and be like pizza, pizza all the time to just drive these, these, these internet sleuths crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad, not a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I probably again, would. Again, I don't know, man. Again, like, I don't know. It just, it will, it will, it will for, two things will forever, will forever blow my mind. One is that there are, there's a, such a diehard group of people who adore Donald Trump. And two is what an idiot Donald Trump is for not fucking doing a better job at this pandemic. I mean, <laughs> it, all he had to do was say, wear masks. I mean, he's got a huge, he's got, you have to, as much as, as much as liberals and lefties will freak out when I say this, you got to give the guy some credit for operation warp speed. Yeah. I mean, he put a lot of money into these vaccines and shit really does seem to be getting better. I'm coming back to LA in a week. I cannot wait. Yeah. Um, you really played this beautifully, by the way, Raku fucking, uh, you know, dance party, uh, in like two weeks. I was and at the yeah. Korean barbecue all day, every day. I was at Ten Rock about three weeks ago. Yeah, so but Trump made it so much worse. And if he had just done even even a, like an like a like a fifth or a third of what of what Biden is doing, he could have sailed into re-election, and he really would be treated as a savior. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I'll, ne- I'll never understand that. I'll never <laughs> I'll never wrap my brain around that. <laughs> yeah. All right, and uh, still got our sponsor, Pachamama CBD. A lot of 
a lot of exciting things happening over at Pachamama CBD. Um, Pachamama CBD is multi-award winning and organically grown. Um, it's clean label certified and purity awarded by the clean label project. That means that Pachamama was one of three CBD brands to test negative for leads, metals, pesticides, and inaccurate levels of CBD. So all the things that you think are really bad in vaccines are actually really bad in other shitty CBD that you're taking. So you're going to want to get Pachamama CBD, single origin. They use one farm and one family of plants from Colorado. And instead of artificially flavoring, um, they pair them with nutrient rich superfoods. It's in my mind, the best CBD out there. Uh, the cream is great. The tinctures are great. And, uh, yeah, you're going to really want to get on this. So if you go to Pachamama CBD.com. That's P A C H A M A M A C B D.com and type in Camp 20 at checkout. You're going to get 20% off of all your purchases and uh, it's the good stuff. Get on it and now back to the show. Now, what do you think this does um, just psychologically for like doing Coke with strangers at clubs? Do you think everyone's going to have their own Coke spoon? Probably. Uh, probably. I don't know. I mean, I, again, I, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm predicting. I, I don't know. I think I'm predicting a national, national uh, rager on a par with New York City in the immediate aftermath of 9/11. And when I mean immediate aftermath of 9/11 in New York City, that went on for almost a year. I mean, I remember. Uh, I was in college. The towers came down. I went back to New York. Oh, never forget. <laughs> never forget. Never forget. And there was like two years, Je suis World Trade Center. But there was two years of, um, not two years. There was like a weekend or a week where everyone was kind of like stunned. But then it was a fucking madhouse. Um, sorry, sorry, honey, to, to admit this on the air. But I mean, I, I, I went home with like, that was an incredible time to be single in New York mm. city. Cause everyone was like, let's just get it on. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, what's going to happen throughout the country. Uh, I think it's already started mm-hmm. and I think it's just going to keep going. How far, how far, how long after nine 11 was that? Definitely not the next day. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, it was, I know. I mean, I, it, I don't know. I feel like it happened almost. It happened instantaneously. I was, it was obviously still going over the holidays. I, Cause I, you know, came, went home for Thanksgiving and, you know, like I would go to these douchebag, uh, you know, Dorian plus places like Dorcia and, <laughs> you know, they were doing, they were doing their part by having tons of firemen, uh, in, in welcoming them into the bars, plying them with massive amounts of cocaine. And, um, it was just a wild time. It was just a fucking wild. And everyone was having a crazy time. I mean, I remember, I remember I was at, I was at some club. Uh, with this guy, I won't name him, so I'll be the only one who goes down for this story. And the bathroom lot, we were there, you know, we were drunk. We were like, let's just fucking, you know, do some, uh, you know, booger sugar. And we were uh, in the um, bathroom line was so fucking long. This guy was like a real piece of work. Um, and he's like, oh, let's go outside and do do some just do it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Why not? Cause what the fuck? And so we go, we, and we, we couldn't find an alley. So we, so geniuses that we are, we found like a, like an out, like a brown, you know, some brownstone stoop. But instead of like doing it towards the bottom, we decided to walk all the way to the top, like right under the dome lights. And this guy who I know, he pulls out, I'm thinking it's like going to be a, 
like a mini, like a, like a little, little bindle. This guy pulls out the biggest bag of blood I've ever seen. <laughs> this is like, good Lord, like kilo almost. I mean, not literally, but it was so much blow. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So he goes and he does his thing. Then he hands it to me and I'm like, Oh God. Okay. I look around clear streets, clear. I dig my key in and I'm about to go do it. And all of a sudden I hear a very distinct. I look mm. over and it's fucking. Oh, uh, that sound. Yeah, that's and, uh, almost worse. That's almost worse than the full blown siren. <laughs> it really is that little beep they give. When you hear that whoop whoop, you know you're going to jail. <laughs> and, well, no, yeah, you know, and you get it's that weird feeling, and like it's like you're not going to shit your pants, but you want to shit your pants thing. I mean, this is like a moment for the di- for dipes, like dipes yeah. on like this is like dipes on the town version when you know you're going to do bad shit in case in case you run into the cops just. Just let it loose, man. But, um, and like we, and I'm fucking frozen and I'm holding this massive bag of cocaine. And I'm like, this is it. That's it. My life is over. <laughs> the cops get out of the car and they walk up and, uh, and my, and the guy I'm with goes, and he's so calm. And I'm like, what the fuck is going, why is this guy so calm? Is he, is he, is this heroin? Am I, did the cop save me from, like doing that and then he's like officer officer i'm gonna reach into my pocket with one hand and i'm gonna take out my wallet and he did this and he pulled it out and he showed the cops whatever he was planning on showing the cops this guy is like a sociopath he's still loose on the streets everyone needs to be very careful he had a commissioner's badge sewn into his wallet. Oh, man. basically untouchable. I had Ooh. no idea. Wow. And the, cops lo- and, the cops, and the cops looked at the badge, and um, they looked at us, and they go, <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> Get back inside the club. Don't come back out here uh-huh. again. And then the kicker for that, of course, the kicker of that, of course, is as we walked away, my friend turns to the guy, she goes, thank you guys so much for what you did. I'm, I'm so happy. Thank you. Thank you. And the cop's like, no, 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 thank you. no, no, it's okay. No, no, no. He's like, oh, no, thank you guys. I love you guys. I love you. Thank you. And there, and it was so weird. And then it was hilarious. Then we went in Then there was like some hanger on Coke dealer who turned to me and he was heard what happened out there. Want to do some more blow? I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. Why not? And he takes me into the bathroom and then he goes, I know who killed Biggie and Tupac. Uh, and that was the end of that night. Oh, uh, he had, he know, had, he had that kind of Coke. <laughs> He had that. He had the Johnson and Johnson, Johnson and Johnson brand Coke, where you just start tripping the jeans. The Biggie, the I, I know who shot Biggie Coke. Oh Jesus Christ! All right, guy, who did it? <laughs> fucking four hours later. Wait, the the one the, there was like a year after nine eleven is like the one year in history that there was camaraderie between the, the population and the police. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, exactly. Yo, thank yeah, you no, for your it to, Leave it to the cops to leave it to cops to like blow that. Like, blow, they, I'm surprised it lasted a year. I mean, cops are such assholes. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Uh, yeah. Thank you for your service. Thank you for everything. Thank you for everything you did. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Everybody's got yeah. a nine eleven Coke story. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but the, you know what? I never remember. What What I don't understand is they keep saying "never forget, never forget," but then, but the tower that they put up looks nothing like the World Trade. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a it's like a fucking monument to forget it. <laughs> 
Uh, they could have at least put two things that like look the same. Like, <laughs> so I, I, it's kind of the point where when I go to New, New York City, I don't even think about the, the Twin Towers. That's how bad I'm forgetting. <laughs> because of that, the Freedom Tower. You no, know, no. I mean, you know, it's also such a forgettable-looking building. They should have put like a, uh, I don't know, something. No, they just put, no, no, just put like a giant tall building. I, you know, one of the most amusing stories is that you know every time I've gone to New York lately, you know, you see these giant, these ridiculously tall buildings where all the billionaires go to live, and then you read about how these buildings are poorly made. They sway in the wind. Oh. You know, I mean, there's tons and tons of problems with them. I mean, if you have a flood two miles up into the uh, up into the air, basically, it's really hard for plumbers to get up there and fix it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, admit and miss me on living uh, on like the eighty or like working on like the ninetieth floor of a building in, in Manhattan. No, because like during like a snowstorm, you're just like up in the sky. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, so far. Yeah, like, what do you? What do you like? You're, you're like Lando Calrissian. How many times have I been stuck in an elevator in New York City? I mean, like, I feel better getting into an elevator in Los Angeles with the risk of like an earthquake any moment of the day. I feel a little bit better doing that than I do getting into an elevator and whisked up to the 74th floor anywhere in New York City. Um, I mean, how the hell am I supposed to get downstairs if something crazy happens on the 67th floor? Right. It's just uncomfortable. Like, I mean, look, the apartments are super nice, but you're just up there like laying in bed and like, you're so high up. And yeah, if it's like windy, it's like, oh dude, this sucks. Yeah, no, it's not even, it's not give even, me, I mean, look, give me look, that brownstone. Me. Look, DC has got a, DC has got a good, good thing. Like everything is the same level. So you don't know where the hell you are whenever you are. DC's got it, which is kind of cool, but DC's got a bad thing as a city where there's not really any designated bike lanes. There's no fucking where for the, there's so many people on like, like DC, I think is like about two years behind things that are cool in New York and in, in LA. It's like Boston that way where like cool. I mean like things that are very in in LA and New York trickle down to these places a couple of years later, but everyone's on a lime. Everyone's on a fucking bird. But there's nowhere for these people to go. And then because of Q, there's so much security. So everyone is squished onto these sidewalks and no one knows how to walk. And everyone's biking on the same streets as the pedestrian. It's a disaster. So it's, you know, every city, I guess, these days has good things and bad things. You know, and that's the issue. The only thing cool about Boston is the Irish mafia. (laughs) That's it. And, And that's not even that cool. The only cool thing about the Irish Mafia was those like that like leather jacket and that V neck deep V that Whitey Bulger would wear with those like rang, Wrangler jeans and just pulling out machine guns in the middle of the day. <laughs> oh, the Boston Strangler. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I no, I, no, I mean, I you know, bo- I mean, and, and and there's been so many Boston crime movies since The Departed that uh that's like a parody now i mean it's basically like it's basically like any movie star whose career is you know sort of possibly on the wane uh comes in and is like look i just want to play a dirty cop with a coke problem in boston no problem and there's just picked from this pile of scripts that have been that just came in yesterday they're all in boston i can't if i if i never see another boston crime movie again not you know i'd be happy man 
Yeah, you know it's actually you know it's an actually underrated um, Irish crime movie, State of Grace. Mm. That's a masterpiece, man. Ed Harris yeah. in that movie is Ed Harris in that movie. He should have won an Academy Award. He's so scary in that movie. Yeah. How bad are the Boston accents? Actually, I think that's New York. No, State of Grace is based on the Westies. That's yeah. a good one. That's like an old school, New really rare. It's a really dark, you know, early John C. Riley. Um, and it's Sean where Penn. Sean Penn and Sean Penn met Robin Wright on that set. Uh, yeah. No, Ed Harris and Matt is kind of, and then, um, also Gary Oldman and Leon, the professional. Oh yeah. Those are like tour de force performances. Yeah, Oldman's Oldman's oh, Oldman's great at Eldens and State of Grace as well. I found Yeah, Oldman's oh, yeah. Well oh, you got John Turturro, yeah. you got oh you got Burgess Meredith. Of... I, I would definitely make uh State of Grace the camp good boy recommendation of the week. <laughs> yeah, big recommendation. No, I honestly think State of Grace is up there with Goodfellas and Casino. It's a great oh, yeah. movie. Yeah. And a is. really good and a really good score by uh Quentin Tar- by a guy who happened to score the Hateful Eight. Ennio Morricone. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the, 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 yeah, in fact, that, the score of uh, Hateful Eight is actually the only good thing about that movie. I've never <laughs> even seen it. I've, uh, I've never I, had the desire. I made it through, made it through 30 minutes. Of it's okay. Everything was redeemed. Everything was redeemed. That movie was entirely redeemed by Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know. Uh, did yeah. you? Yeah. State, of Grace, look, State of Grace is a great New York movie. You know, I mean, like, I, I honestly, I can't think of off of the top of my head. Like, I can't, I can't think of a great Boston movie. I mean, I'm sorry. Mystic River. Nah, yeah. it, forget it. Like how many times do you go back and rewatch that movie? Well, no, I even tried to go back and watch Goodwill Hunting and it doesn't hold up. <laughs> no, it's a snooze fest, man. It's, it's, a, a, no, it's, so it's bad. a snooze fest. It's so not good. Although, you know, they, as we, as we found a uh, black mass actually has the rewatchable appeal. Ooh, I, that is one. Yeah. I, when you saw that in the theater, I was like, eh, and, and, in subsequent viewings, I think black mass is pretty awesome. Oh, but, that, that's the Johnny Depp one, right? Yeah. He but plays you Blaine need, Bolger. you need to be in a hotel. Yeah. It kind of helps. <laughs> well, there are movies that are great for the plane and there are movies that are great for hotels. <laughs> yeah. um, Double jeopardy. Great. Double jeopardy is great everywhere, but it crushes on a plane. Yeah. Just crushes. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you what crushes on the. It was a great plane movie. <laughs> just one scene, if you have it on your on your download on your iTunes. This is another. This is a this is a, a political correspondent camp. Good boy, wreck. Uh, we'll see how the other counselors react. Watch the Philip Seymour Hoffman Barry Pepper scenes in Twenty Fifth Hour on mm. a plane, uh, especially yeah. if there's especially if there's some turbulence. Got me through every time. If you're if you're in like. Uh, uh, moderate to severe, severe turbulent uh, turbulence passage. I always watch the, the Chinese restaurant scene between Phil Hoffman and uh, Barry Pepper. And you forget all about you forget all about the turbulence. Uh, you know what really got me through some turbulence when I was uh, I think coming back from Turkey back to New York and we we were right over like Newfoundland <laughs> uh, it was Mickey Blue Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that'll get you. That'll get Dude, you. Dude, I thought the plane was going to crash. Like literally, like the overhead compartments were like sh- like almost coming off the hinges. I was like, "Dude, this is fucking. This is some real Newfoundland shit right here." And Mickey Blue <laughs> Eyes, because like, don't, don't fly over Newfoundland if you no, don't fly over Newfoundland if you uh, if you if you don't like the turbs. It was the kind of turbulence that like, and it was the TVs that came down from the ceiling. Like that you didn't have your own personal TV. This was like 1999. <laughs> 
it was like the type of turbulence that like uh, the movie like froze. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh that's fuck. When the that's a genius of personal TVs on planes, right? Because like, I feel like in 1999, it was still like one movie for everybody, right? You didn't necessarily <laughs> yeah, get, yeah. you didn't necessarily get a menu. Yeah. And so if it froze, everybody was having the same reaction simultaneously to some crazy shit happening outside. Nowadays, it's like like rows four, five, ten, and fourteen. Okay, their their screens are down, but the other rows, you know, people are starting to feel uncomfortable. But at least at least their uh, you know love, love it or list it episode on the dish is still uh, is still playing. So you have like you have like ripple effects of panic on a plane. Like I, cause I remember like before the men before you got your own TV on a plane, you were you were all emotionally. Uh, connected simultaneously. So if anything went went to shit, you were all (laughs) scared shitless at the exact same time. And if everybody was scared shitless, you had sort of a mutiny on your hands, like a mass panic attack. And uh, nowadays, you know, it's a more of a ripple effect. Like, okay, we've got some real, we've got some people shitting in their pants, like, you know, row 24, but everyone in row 12 is still pounding, pounding booze and having a great time. Until, you know, that was like that was like the one sort of like place where like communism lived in the United States, whereas like literally everyone was subjected to the same like <laughs> edited for television talking dog movie like, <laughs> on a plane. Like, and that's why it felt so uncomfortable because you didn't have a choice. Yeah. You were just basically told what your entertainment was going to be for this afternoon. And it was like never like it was like never anything like a tour or anything like. Yeah, those were those were those are interesting times. Well, I remember my everyone, first. In- everyone got peanut. Everyone, listen, everyone got peanuts. I mean, there was a period of time between 1997, I'd say, till about I don't know 2003, uh, uh, maybe, where like you had um, it was you know it was to- it was it was total communism in the air. First class became a thing of the past. I mean, the funny thing is, what's so sad now, you know, you, you talk about how, like, uh, the inequality in America has just grown. I mean, you know, I, I was living in L.A. when JetBlue, I mean, sort of arrived on the scene. Mm. I guess it was around 2003, 2004. And it was so fucking great because you jump on a JetBlue flight. I remember once... I sat next to uh, John, the actor John Savage, who was in Do the Right Thing. He was in <laughs> The Deer Hunter. And we were on JetBlue. And I'm like, oh, this is great. This is like a different kind of communism. It's like, it's like hip communism. Everyone's got sort of the same leg room and hanging out. And now JetBlue, to compete, you know, for, for richer people, you know, they've got their whole mint section. So they just gave up on their whole original plan, which was everyone gets the same like semi-comfortable seat in your own TV screen. Now, now rich people get to lie down flat on airplanes too. Um, mm. I'll and, never, uh, for, yeah, I'll never forget the first time I flew JetBlue. I was like, oh, what the fuck is JetBlue? Like, you get your boarding pass. It's like an ATM receipt. I'm like, oh no. And then you get on there, you're like, wait a second, this is f- incredible. Oh, I know. It's no, it's fantastic. <laughs> and, 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 Amer- and then Virgin America came right behind that, and I was like, "Whoa, purple lights, like dance, like like vibey deep house funk remix." When I get on the plane, I mean, this is 
This is living, baby. But when now the when the screen came down from the ceiling, if you had a window seat, you you had to like put your fucking head on the lap of the person next to you to watch the TV. Like you were fucked. Yeah, no, you you didn't choose your seat <laughs> based on class on the old in the old days. You were like, I need to know where that goddamn screen is because I got to be able to see it. Especially if you were doing trans, if you especially if you were flying from New York to California. I mean, um, I can't tell you how many times my dick brother and I would scream at our mom when we went to visit my grandma in California. We couldn't see the TV screen. <laughs> um, it was fucking hell to pay. And my my first international flight, I was like kind of nervous, like, oh, this is this going to be like six hours. And then you see what the in-flight movie was. It's like, holy man, with Eddie Murphy and Jeff Goldblum. I'm like, oh, oh God, God damn it. <laughs> like, oh, no, that just sounds geez. like a nightmare. Oh, no. <laughs> Can't you give me like I don't know Armageddon? Like what the fuck? Oh God! It's hunt for hunt for red, hunt, hunt for red October. Hunt for red October was a big one. I feel like the when, like a year after that movie came out, I feel like I went to London a couple times with my on, on European vacations with my mom, and that was the movie. And that wasn't so bad. That one. Oh, the um, best one I ever had was. I was I was on a long flight and I was I slept for like the first three hours and I woke up like really refreshed because it took off at night and when I woke up it was like daylight and I was really refreshed felt good and then the in-flight movie started and I was like what's the Thomas Crown affair I was like what is that and then that started and I was like oh fuck oh yeah that's that's a good one oh man that's, that's, it was, that's, that's, that's an absolutely excellent plan. <laughs> it was the oh, it was the greatest like flying experience I've ever had yeah because that movie no, the, that movie's brilliant. Yeah, Thomas Crown Affair is the ultimate rewatchable. It's so I mean, good. Nothing. A good international flight. God, we sound like such fucking snobs. Yeah, that was a great <laughs> flight. No, but, uh, but um, no, but uh, no, but you know, a good, you know, a good flight where you have, you know, that an, a good overnight flight when you wake up feeling refreshed. That I mean, I'm sorry, that's like a life skill. It is a good I, feeling. You know, add dives to that category too. <laughs> You know, where you can just strap on a diaper and get cozy, uh, try to get the extra leg room if you can, if you can afford it. And then, you know, don't drink any alcohol, take a, like a organic sleep gummy, wake up and you're, and you're fucking gold the next day. There's not, I mean, you know, I just think about all those times when I lived abroad and I would come back to the States and I would fly back to Europe and I would just get completely bombed on the flight. I mean, I'd be drinking at the bar and the airport and I'd be drinking on the flight. The stewardess one time, one stewardess once was like, or, I'm sorry, flight attendant said to me, um, mm. Hey, um, you know, you should get some sleep. <laughs> nah, fuck, no, give me some more fucking scotch. And, uh, and then I'd be wrecked wherever I arrived for like three weeks. No, yeah, those were those were the days. I, I had a little Wolf of Wall Street moment on a flight to Turkey one time because I, these is when back in that same era where um, lemons, quaaludes were available, and uh, I was like, I'll just take one of these for the planes and have a couple glasses of red wine. And I got, I was, I came to getting picked up off the floor by like three Turkish guys, like yelling at me in Turkish. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get we gotta get quaaludes back. Yeah, you gotta get quaaludes back. Well, no, I mean that's that's hilarious. Once one time I was on a flight and the guy wasn't coming around fast enough with the booze, um, and I was like, "Come on, what the fuck?" And I was it was a long flight, and um, I was my brother and I were brother and I were going to, were coming either going to or coming back from Rome. I don't remember which. Anyway, halfway through the flight, they were so slow, so I just went back. 
and help myself to some of the bottles of wine in the in the galley and this and the flight attendant saw me and and at this point she had already served me quite a few she was so disgusted by my by my behavior and i sat back down in my seat my brother speaks italian it was an all italia flight and she basically said something to him and this is when i was doing my best uh, Freddie Miles from the talented Mr. Ripley impersonation. And I was like, ciao, Bella. As she walked <laughs> away and my brother looked at me she, and he, and, and he goes like, dude, she just said like, you're like a, just a disgusting person. And uh, I was like, ciao, Bella. Anyway. Uh, you know what they need to bring? They need to bring back smoking on flights. <laughs> oh yeah. Big time. I would love that. I, if there was just like a, there was like a, a like a, I don't even know, like a, like a plastic, like tube you go into and you just rip heaters in there like mid foot. That'd be great. Yes. <laughs> Dude, sm- smoking flights are the best. They got to figure something out because vaping is so, I mean, especially vaping weed. I mean, now that weed is basically getting legalized everywhere. I mean, I'm sorry. There's no, I, I, like weed, weed is, is at, at a bare minimum, the the same as alcohol health wise i'd argue it's probably better for you mm. if you if you remove the whole damage to your lungs like you should be allowed to, to rip a fucking they're gonna have to figure out something way to make those lithium batteries and the vape pens not blow up at thirty thousand feet you know so people can enjoy because i actually really like secondhand vape weed smoke <laughs> i'm not like a big i'm not well, like that's, a big that's niche <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> Secondhand vape. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't bother me. What is it? Like, uh, you know, like cinnamon, raspberry, Kush smells? It does, I don't hate it. Right. Right, right, I mean, I'm right. just saying, like, like, I mean, weirdly enough, of all of the of the bad habits that I've had in my life, which are too many to name on a podcast, um, cigarette smoking is one thing I just don't miss. Well, this is the thing. I, I like one thing I've learned since I've pretty much quit smoking is that I don't mind the smell of cigarettes. I don't like the smell of people who smoke. Yeah, it's pretty gross. It's I, pretty can't disgusting. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Yeah, it is disgusting. I see. The, the thing is, is, like, what hits me first is the cigarette smoke, and that gets me very nauseous. Like, it like, doesn't matter where I am. Like, I can't, like, honestly, like, smell, like, cigarette smoke. I mean, nauseous is dramatic, but I'm just like, uh, God, really? Like, 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 you know, there's, there's a, you know, went to the grocery store the other morning here in Virginia. Now, obviously, this is Tobacco Central. And, like, there was so many people smoking in the morning. And I'm like, oh, And, like, if I smell cigarette smoke before noon, now it's really, it's, I can't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I smoked an entire pack on Friday night. <laughs> No, I was down at uh, oh, our yeah. friend Solko's fire pit. So we go down, oh, sit no. around it and drink for like fucking six hours. And like, that's yeah, just, that's when cigarettes come out. Yeah. That's, that's when they come out. <laughs> come out by the fire pit. So romantic. <laughs> well, guys, wait, so, wait, so Brandon, Brandon, are you still in, are you still in uh, park city? Yeah, I'm leaving in a couple of days, but I'm. Um, this has been a very nice deathbed podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I'm glad. Listen, I'm glad. I mean, look, worse places to die than Utah. I mean, you'll get to meet uh, Moroni uh, probably before God if you go out in Utah. Yeah, it's um, 
Yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, well, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> so how much time we got left there, Phil? We got about two minutes. Uh, two minutes. That's right, folks. It's time for the Camp Good Boys shout out hour. So, who are you an Instagram shout out to <laughs> this week? Hey, sorry, listeners, it's been so long, but you know what? We're back. We're back with a vengeance, and uh, it's good to be back. Um, So here we go. Uh, Get some shout-outs. Hey, shout-out Fake News 1988. Hey, shout-out. Been with us for a while. Hey, shout-out Silvio Berry. Shout-out. Basically, basically, honestly, the MVP of the Camp Good Boy uh, comment section. Oh, nice. Hey, Hey, shout-out BS with BS podcast. Hey, shout-out. 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 Uh, hey, shout-out Carp Vicky. Hey, shout-out. Shout uh, hey, shout-out uh, Baby Dab Angel. <laughs> oh, shout-out. Shout-out. Big shout-out. Um, hey, shout-out Mason White. Hey, shout-out. Shout-out. Shout-out to... Hey, shout-out 519 Dylan Roy. Hey, whoa. Shout-out. Uh, hey, shout-out Lot Mart. Great, great uh, Grateful Dead page. Shout out. Um, shout out. And then on a fish meme page, really funny page, the Mima Dance. Oh, shout, shout, out. Out. shout out, guys. Thanks for supporting the page. Nice. So, uh, Scott, you're heading back, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Heading back, man. Countdown begins. I got to say, you, you, you planned that beautifully because, I mean, you were looked like where you were looked great and you're coming back and LA's up and fucking running. Yeah, luck. I mean, believe me, I've been threatened with divorce multiple times because <laughs> I would change our the change. Well, I mean, you know, not that's not necessarily news, but uh, but um, uh, you know, a lot over the uh, changing of the the dates. You know, I mean, I, I'm just really excited to come back to LA. It was really honestly, I, I've been I've been. It was so nice to be in the city this weekend. I mean, I just went down to DC for Friday and Saturday, and I it's just like it's spring here. And it reminds, I mean, spring in LA is the best. It's the best. Um, It's nice out right now. um, Yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, you know, we're lucky, man. I, again, I don't know, man. I, again, like I am all very, what's, I don't know, glass half full guy. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hope, I'm hoping that, uh, I'm hoping we've now all acquired, uh, I mean, not acquired, accrued a bunch of great stories of, of, of what's happened in our lives in the last year. I'm, I'm, but I'm really kind of looking forward to like, at least if a semi return to normal, you know, it'd be nice. We're, we're almost yeah, we there. Can, we can hit that Irish pub on Pico and Dude, listen to the pub. I swear to God, and, it's like called like black Rose Sally. It's something. It's like the one, oh, it's yeah, like it's that. No man. Yeah. It's that like I'm no man's I'm land. I'm literally back and we're back in, back in LA a week from Sunday. Brandon, if you don't, if the J at Johnson Johnson vaccine doesn't kill you, you'll be back in a couple. We got to do. A, it's time to start planning a live podcast. From uh, well, and it's also time. Well, this is the thing, though. I don't want to stop loitering after ten rockers. So even if we go to a bar after dinner, we still have to stop and have beers out on the street. COVID stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, big t- oh, yeah, no, 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 big t- I mean, the thing is, I've been to Tenraku on a couple dates, and I like I want to go across the street and loiter, but usually the girls I'm with are like, "What?" That's not going to. That's not going to get delayed. But that's the thing. It's like, fuck. I don't like. I'd rather. I don't want to. I don't. That's. I'm not doing dates there anymore because I don't want to go to Tenraku and then go hammer cigarettes and drink beer out the, across the street. Yeah, Tenma Coup. I also, I mean, I want to go to Tenma Coup. I got to hit Suitbull Jeep. 
Um, oh yeah. And you know what? I bet temptation is open. I don't think they ever closed. <laughs> I, I bet what was that other place? What was that other place we used to go to? You guys introduced me to, which was great. They had the, that they were the ones that took like a blowtorch to the pork. To, uh, like they would bring a raw piece oh, of pork and yeah. just take a blowtorch to it. What the hell was that place called? Um, Magal. Magal. <laughs> I mean, I mean, literally, like literally, like, literally, 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 I told my wife, she's like, well, what are we doing? She's got, she's like, we got doctor's appointments and car shit and blah, blah. I said, look, <laughs> we're going to handle all of that. But just so you know, I'm going out to dinner pretty much every night. The uh, first week we're back, and I'm all I'm going to, and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hit all the spots. Mostly Korean barbecue. I'll throw in a few sushi joints in there. I haven't had <laughs> decent sushi. I haven't had decent. I haven't had fucking decent <laughs> sushi in a year. I mean, uh, God. I mean, six months. I've been, I've been living on a fucking farm. Oh, it's time for some some some, some delicious. Raw fish. Hey, and by the way, uh, Ten Raku, there's uh, there's like three tables inside that you can sit at. <laughs> oh, really? Indoor Ten Raku? Yeah, there's like they, I think they have like three tables uh, roped off. Oh, nice. I'm not I, I, like to, I to miss me, the outdoor. Yeah, to me, I, to, yeah, to me, I'm like I gotta sit outside. There's nothing better than eating dinner now in a parking lot for me. Like that's that. If I if I start going to restaurants and they've shut down the parking lot section of the restaurant, I'm sorry, I'm going on to the next place. I mean, like, if I'm ten rock, if I'm ten Raku, I'm keeping that fucking lot tent going, like because you have that filled, and then you fill in the inside, like more money for ten Raku. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, you don't need <laughs> that. I mean, ten Raku. I mean, I mean, like you're you're actually like you don't get any money. <laughs> for the cars that are in that parking lot, like you know, like, like make people park on the street, and people will park on the street. Mm-hmm. God, Ten Rock, it is that's just a goal. It's it's a gem. Yeah, so we're gonna say, yeah, I like this idea. Ten Rock, <laughs> a little loitering, and then if I'm drunk enough, maybe I'll smoke one cigarette at Solco's Fire Pit afterwards. <laughs> 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 nice. Well, uh, well, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, we did we're, it. Uh, we're back. We are back. We're turning a corner. Too. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad the camp has reopened. It's been uh, it's been a long time without uh, without my without my camp good boy. <laughs> yeah, but now we're back. <laughs> we're back. We're vaxxed. Yeah, forget it. You're back. Nice. We're back. You're back. We're back. <laughs> back. Well, stay safe, uh, Nick. <laughs> yeah, Wait, no. Now that you're vaxxed, you don't need to stay safe <laughs> yeah, anymore. Right. Stay, stay in harm's way <laughs> as much as you can. Yeah, I know. I mean, now, now, like literally, like you know, literally, I will do that. I will do. I will do that line of cocaine off in the back of that toilet. No problem. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, come on. You will. You will use another guy's. Uh, you will use another guy's Toyota Corolla key to fucking <laughs> pile drive a fucking. <laughs> of oh, your nose. That is. Yeah. yeah no. Make, I'll, I'll actually ask the Uber driver that that tried to photograph me the last time. I said, "Let me use that key, buddy." Wow, that is such it. a that is such a trashy way to a uh, trashy key to do coke off of like the your car key. <laughs> Yeah, oh like a, if it's, if it's like that's it's, another episode. It's, that'll be that'll be another episode. Like car keys that are good to do cocaine <laughs> off of Volkswagen car keys. Great Toyota Corollas. I mean, this is based on the shape of the key. 
Because the Toyota key is like uh, a sword from like uh, <laughs> or something. It's very, uh, it's thin. And the Volkswagen is like mm, not so great because it's got so many grooves. So then you get embarrassed when you hit that button one day at like an important meeting. You're like, thanks. I'll get that rewrite to you ASAP. And you hit the button and the key shoots out. And then a weird film just sort of shoots into the air. So you got to be careful of those Volkswagen <laughs> keys too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, all right. Oh, yeah. So it's okay. Right. So no more, no more staying safe. Yeah, no more staying safe. <laughs> stay, stay in harm's way on your travels. Go, go outside. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. We're, I think we're not going to have the road warrior, uh, like anarchy end of the end of the world summer that we were talking about possibly having last summer. No, no. It's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be like uh, picnics and cocaine off the Lenda wagon keys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. All right. Stay not safe. Yeah, we'll talk to you next week. All right.